The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cap Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Cap Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the GoPowerCat.com PowerCat Podcast. I sound like doo-doo. It's the cold and flu season, and it's the holidays. Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, Zach Carlson, with a special Christmas Eve podcast. Because when you think Christmas Eve... I know you think of a lot of stuff, but you probably think of us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We hope your travels are safe. We hope uh, this helps you get from point A to point B or get through some time when you're at point B and you don't want to be at point B any longer. You can just tune out of point B and listen to the PowerCat podcast. Uh, Interesting times at Kansas State, boys. Interesting times indeed. Basketball looked like the team that kind of roared through the NCAA tournament and beating Vanderbilt. Maybe a little rough around the edges, but they got the job done, uh, and they played with a great deal of enthusiasm, shall we say. Football continues forward under Chris Kleiman. Six coaches in the bag, and these were the easy hires. Two from K-State, four from North Dakota State. Uh, And we expect to hear about Van Malone, the defensive backs coach, coming in, recruiting whiz out of the Texas ranks uh, pretty soon. And so that'll make it seven. Maybe there's some more guys that we haven't quite tracked down yet. We're going to get into your questions from Wabash Station. We're not messing around. We, too, have holiday plans. We need to get on the road to our own places. Zach, cross town. Indeed. Riley, Deloitte. C. 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 And I'm going down to Wichita to hang out in the uh, hotel. Nothing says the holidays like a hotel room. I go to church tonight, and that's when the creasters are back, so I'll have to be there at about 2 p.m. to get seat for the 6 p.m. church. Yeah, it's competitive in the Beloit Catholic Church. The what? The, the creasters? The ones that only come at Christmas and Easter. Oh, I didn't. I've never I, heard that. That's a I've good. never heard that word. I'm aware of the, the term, or yes. I'm aware of, huh. of the person. Yeah, yes. well, as a creaster himself, I, I understand your pain. <laughs> I understand it very well. Uh, we're going to get rolling here. We're brought to you by the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. And by the way, I've made a lot of jokes over the past couple weeks about stopping into the fridge for your holiday needs. Holy cow, I just drove by there on the way to the office. And that is a busy, busy place as people load up for yeah, found that out last night for their travels and for the in-laws. Do they have Purell? Look, I'm not that sick, man. I just sound bad. I'm I'm hacking. I'm breaking He's up. Just going through puberty. That's all. Yeah. I yeah. I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, and this segment's brought to you by Tanners because if you want to have a great time while you're in Manhattan for the holidays, you're one of those guys that or gals that comes back to town and spends your holidays here with family. Get down to Tanners. It's a great place for everyone to meet up and watch some sports, unless it's the Chiefs football. You know, ah. Probably want to do that uh, someplace where you can, uh, I don't know. Literally do anything else. Yeah. I didn't watch much of it. I had other holiday things going on, so I was peeking out of the corner of my eye and wincing a lot. 
But we're not here to talk Chiefs. We're here to talk about Kansas State Athletics and get us rolling here. Questions from Wabash Station. Your MC, Zach Carlson. From KSU number one, your thoughts on the football coaching staff decisions so far? Um, I think that I really like Connor Riley. Um, I don't know. Well, clearly, because he has my name in his name. That's but, uh, good. That's good thinking. Yeah, that's really the only criteria that I judge people on. Okay. Well, um, good, good analysis. <laughs> now, I like him a lot. I When you kind of dive into the North Dakota State running game, um, it kind of fits fits what you want out of K-State. I think Charlie Dickey would have been fine if he just stuck around and you know been retained, but I, I don't necessarily have a problem with them parting ways with him and uh and then obviously you know the the numbers kind of speak for themselves on courtney messingham and just kind of how how talented his offenses are um but again all of that's going to go back to can they transition well into the power five level and that's just a a question that we don't know the answer to right now um and we're gonna have to wait and see just kind of how they adjust to that but i think i think they'll do fine and it's not like it's not like you could have could have gone and picked off a bunch of big names and filled the staff with that. I mean, you were going to get these guys that he was familiar with. Absolutely. I mean, you want a coach, new coach, to be comfortable, and I've I've got no problem with. It. I thought it was going to be three and three. It ended up being two and four. Uh, not necessarily maybe um, keeping Coleman over Jason Ray. I don't think that was ever happening. Uh, I think Ray was a late add-on. I so I think something else took place behind the scenes. That, look, I. They're bringing that North Dakota State offensive philosophy. It's a little bit different than what uh, Coach uh, Courtney Messingham has run in the past, and he's found his groove with that offense. But R. Riley's right in the fact that you know now they have to prove they can do it at the Power Five level. I think it's going to be very effective in the Big Twelve. I mean, it, it's basically what K State does, but even more physical, and that's that's why Connor Riley is on board. Um, aside sounding like he's part of the Boston Mafia, um, <laughs> <laughs> he really does. What a great Irish name. Oh I'm Connor Riley. I'm here to break your legs. <laughs> um, it, they are very physical. And his hiring as a run game coordinator, which I think will be announced later, was essential to what Coach Kleiman wants to do on offense. Now, if he had stayed at North Dakota State, and become offensive coordinator, which some people thought he might. Uh, interestingly enough, he being the number two at K-State probably play, pays a whole lot more than uh, the number one offensive guy at North Dakota State. So he came down here. Uh, I think Charlie Dickey would have been retained because his style isn't far off of what they want to do. Um, but I, I think you're going to see K-State's offensive line even more physical than it has been in the past, hopefully at a more consistent level because that would come and go. And We've seen that over the past few years. The other guys, I think, are just people that that Coach Clyde trusts. He, he believes in them, uh, and they came at the right price tag. And you, you're not going to – K-State's not going to be able to go out and hire like Alabama or, or even Oklahoma. You've got to give some here to take some there to get your, your coordinators. I am a little uh, interested in the defensive coordinator spot. I really did think it was going to be Siler from everything I'd heard. Yeah, so I did too. They they apparently have come across something that they really want to, uh, you know, break loose. It better be a good hire. It really better be. Uh, maybe that one's going to wait a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, Van Malone in the secondary, who's going to come in and coach corners, is a recruiting 
whirlwind in Texas, and I think that's a great hire. I think that's going to be kind of what K-State fans have been hoping for, but the fact that they moved Messingham from running backs to tight ends, he coached running backs up at North Dakota State, tells me they got something in the works of running back, too. Um, And that kind of took Zach Hansen out of the mix because they needed the tight end spot. So have every lot of moving pieces here and and we'll see how it all falls in place. I like it so far. Um uh, but I you know it's these next four or three if you're already counting Malone that are really gonna decide how, how strong the staff is because uh you've got some bricks and mortar that are still missing and you need to see if it's all going to fit together from wildcat tad two what is your opinion on keeping just two position coaches from the snyder staff i think it was needed um to not just sit here and cling to all of it because if for everything that people want to complain about with k-state football in the past few years under Bill Snyder, it wasn't all Bill Snyder. I mean, obviously, the coaching staff was was a part of that, and they were contributing to that. And I think he got the two right guys. Um, I think you could have kept some other guys if you wanted to. I think Norwood. And you, there's a lot of talk out there about you know did Norwood did, did Norwood choose to go? Did Kleiman choose not retain him? One way or another, I would have liked for him to have stuck around, but I I don't hate what they're getting at, at defensive back instead. Really. I think they, that he made the right decision, obviously, in keeping those two um, and, and changing it up. Like I said, I, I do I do just have a little bit of a problem, and it goes back to what you said about defensive coordinator. I just I don't understand how you can't hire Blake Seiler to be the defensive coordinator unless you've just got a home run guy because it, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, When they put out the press release that they were fourth in the Big 12 in scoring and uh, fifth in total defense or something like that. It's like, how, you can't get a whole lot better than that. When, especially when you measure it against the fact they had so many so many injuries on that side yeah. of the ball. Um, yeah, I think if I had kept two more, it would have been Norwood and Dickey, but that's just how it falls. Uh, you can't sit there and complain that the new coach gets to hire his own guys and then complain when the new coach hires his own guys. Um, I, you know, it, I think he was intrigued by those two coaches. They're young, upcoming guys. He probably recognizes the fact that they're potential head coaches, either at K-State or somewhere else. They're incredibly sharp, uh, and they jumped on board early. And I think that was a big part of this. Who jumped on board early and said, I'm in? Taylor Bratt sure as hell did. Uh, you know, Taylor was smart about it. Taylor got... Uh, you know, right out there, and he's been selling it ever since the transition happened. It didn't matter to him who the head coach was. He was busy selling Kansas State and this football program, and it was really effective. You know, I, I think it's interesting that with a lack of a head coach, there wasn't a much different sales pitch than having Bill Snyder. Yeah, you lost the ability to say, hey, come play for a legend. But all of those recruits probably knew they weren't going to play for Bill Snyder their entire career. So, I mean, he he really isn't selling much different uh, during that interim than he was when Coach Snyder was in place. Uh, you just can't keep everyone, I, you know. And K-Staters are interesting. They, they wanted a change, but not that big a change. Uh, you know, it's these two guys were the most active. Norwood was pretty active. There's a couple guys that needed to retire on the defensive side. They apparently are doing so, I think, I believe. Um, and offensively, it just the other pieces didn't fit. And from what we've been told, Andre Coleman just shut it down. I, I just think that's weird. Um, when when Coach Snyder retired, he kind of was done. So we'll see where Andre ends up. That 
that kind of thing will stick with you though when that gets around. So we'll we'll find out. But you know, um, like I just said, yeah, let's let's just take a chill pill. Relax, here. man. And this is not a long process. I mean, this is actually knowing six out of ten within a week is pretty darn fast. I don't think KU's even filled their staff yet, or no. maybe they're maybe they just did. And Les Miles has had the job what three weeks longer than Chris Kleiman had his, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, Coach Kleiman mentioned that he hopes in January to have everyone in place. So maybe that means he's got a couple guys that they're going to wait till after their bowl game. We'll see. From AZCATO5, Climbing staff is starting to take shape. If you could pick a realistic option for one of the remaining spots, who would it be? It's a tough question because I don't, I don't know like coordinators and everybody out there. Um, and, and my pick was Connor Riley, honestly, from the start. That was kind of the, the one realistic one. Um, the guy at Iowa, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Pulasic. Yeah, the, he kind of seemed like the one that you wanted there, um, or at least the one where there was a lot of chatter, but it doesn't sound like that's probably going to happen. So, um, Unless he comes in and coaches running backs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he could. I I feel like he probably would have been the offensive coordinator yep. if he was going to come here. So, uh, you know, just guys like that, uh, the thing is, the key word there is he says realistic and how how – big of a branch does Chris Kleiman have just being an FCS coach and not going out to all these different P5s and create, you know, not, not that he doesn't have relationships out there. Um, it just, it doesn't seem like he has as wide of a reach. Um, and, and so the realistic candidates are kind of funneled down a little bit more, I think. Well, I mean, you know, with Oregon paying what 1.5 to Jim Levitt to, you know, be defensive coordinator. That's not a neighborhood in which Kansas State can afford to live. Um, and I don't want to see him do that. No, no. I, I think that's that's a crazy step to take. So, you know, we'll see where all the pieces go from here. Um, I'm just uncertain, you know, there's so many different connections out there that we're not aware of. It's people that he just knows through the industry, uh, has met, has heard about, has gotten to know, you know, personally, not – Professionally, um, we'll see where this all steers. I, I just have a feeling they got something up their sleeve at D coordinator, and I hope so at running back too. Terrence Sproul's super fan asks if there's any chance that former Wildcat greats come back to be on the football staff. <laughs> I, I don't see it. No, I really like the only one. Um, I mean, love it. And then obviously Wolford picked up a lot of steam there during the the coaching search, but um, if I'm not mistaken, he signed one of the best offensive lines yeah. in the country for 2019. So I don't see him leaving that. I just there doesn't seem like there's that guy out there that was on, that's on the branch. You know, the only one I could even think of would be like if Terrence Newman tried to get into the game a little bit, but I think he's got a pretty stable position with the Vikings right now. So. I don't think that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I don't see it. I, just not right now. I, I think it's there's no one that's really in the right position to fill these openings that remain. From Canelio, were you surprised that Coach Norwood wasn't retained? I was. I really I, thought I, he would be. Well, with him being out on the trail that much. Yeah, you know? he was the third guy that was clearly involved. Um, you know, we just don't know everything going on here, and we hope to find out. He's well known. He. I knew right away he had other opportunities, so maybe something popped up, and you know they just said it was best to go their separate ways. I'm, I'm just not sure at this point. I would have loved if he'd stayed. I think uh, uh, he he deserved uh, to stay in Manhattan. 
and uh, have a normal job, not working for Coach Snyder. And I do mean that as a slight. It's impossible to work for the guy. I don't know how people work for him. No. I'm just disappointed because you saw it improve. I mean, the numbers weren't always great, but this was a different secondary this year, you know? They were. I'm told that the new staff will work from uh, 6 in the morning to 7 at night, and and they are thrilled to have (laughs) such – better hours <laughs> now wrap your mind around that they're going to work 13 hour days on a daily basis starting at 6 in the morning and they are happy as hell that that's their hours because it was that much worse man from Wildcat Tad 2 what happens to Sean he hopes that nothing that it's nothing to do with the football program if he was going to be on this staff it'd be uh, I, I would now. I would think so too I think we've we've heard the two guys that are going to be on the staff from the old Old coaching staff, unless something radical happens, I don't know. I, I think it'll be he'll be in the administration somewhere. I don't think he's going to. Uh, and I hate the way I say this. I've I've answered this question like three times on radio, and every time I say it, it sounds awful. I don't think Bill Snyder's about to die or anything, but I think he's going to want to be. I think Sean's going to want to be around Manhattan yeah. for whatever time he does have left. So. I don't really see him leaving K-State and going to coach somewhere else. So, and I don't see him being on this coaching staff. So somewhere in the athletic department, like you said, uh, maybe he does uh, you know, like a fundraising thing or something like that. I don't know. I'm just kind of tossing things out there. But uh, I just don't, I don't see him coaching here. From I Like Biggles Cat, which recruit do you predict will have the best career? It's a tough one. I went back and forth for a no, while. i got to talk recruiting. <laughs> Not really. I don't even have it open. It's not even recruiting anymore, technically. I know. I kind of like BB, Cooper BB out of Piper. Um, And it seems like an easy comparison, but uh, almost almost like a Will Geary because he's a little bit, you know, obviously underrated. He's from a a Kansas school and obviously wasn't a, a top priority recruit or anything, but he can play. He's got the size, and if you get the right defensive line coach, uh, guiding him, he can really kind of get to that point. I think. Um, I don't know if you really consider the, like the transfers, the, that grad transfer running. But I don't know if you really should consider that a recruit because it's a grad transfer. <laughs> um, I think another option that you could that you could consider. Um, I don't want to just cast a net here. Obviously, Chris Heron has to be in the discussion. I mean, well, that's my choice. I think he's the heir apparent at quarterback. Yeah. With all due respect to the other guys in the system, I think he's the best balance between running and throwing that they have. Um, and the timing works out pretty well where he can redshirt and, you know, be a backup his freshman year and then take over. Getting Logan Wilson, though, I think that's huge. Um, I, this this defensive backs position it, it improved so so much so that's just kind of a few names that I think William Jones hops out of me too yeah him too obviously yeah, how did I same reason how did I forget him yep. <laughs> from KSU Cat eighty with Alex Delton gone how do you see the quarterback situation I don't think John Holcomb's going to be a quarterback anymore I think he's switching <laughs> to wide receiver because. You have two years of Skylar Thompson. You have Sammy Wheeler for however good he is. Honestly, don't know where he's at in his uh, progression of of climbing up the ladder. 
and then you sign Chris Heron. So you've got pretty good depth at quarterback. Oh, and then you're going to go poach the North Dakota State quarterback <laughs> commit on signing day. That says to me yeah, that John Holcomb is making a switch. So I would guess Skylar Thompson is the number one next year and probably Sammy Wheeler at number two. And then is it possible John Holcomb is going to be running back? Now, I know we typically sit there and say receiver on a converted quarterback or a safety. But with their – He's big. I don't think he can be – I don't know, man. It'd be something. I, that's his size intrigues me. And do you move him to receiver at that size? Do you? Is he a linebacker? Is he a little Justin Tuggle? Yeah, you know, I I wonder. Uh, K State used interesting nickelbacks. They really use corners, um, and a lot of nickelbacks traditionally are just. Uh, safeties that can cover a little bit better, maybe a little bit more size to him, but they still can run a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's I, I too think he's going to change. I think he might last a season at quarterback this 2019 season. So they have some, you know, a little bit more depth there, but uh, that's I, interesting running back. I know. Now I'm thinking about it. He is a big kid, Huge. but they're going to run a power running game. Is he, I mean, is he that, what is his size? Um, six three. Let me get it pulled up here. I don't want to slight him anything, because uh, you know he deserves whatever, however big he is. He deserves to get it accurate. Yes. It's at six four. Six foot four, two hundred fifty six pounds. That's that's a big running back. <laughs> you can't put him at running back. You can. You can. Uh, that's a big guy though. Uh, I don't know. It's it's intriguing what they can do with him. Well, they they they've got us all running back, man. They got some serious issues there, and and getting one grad transfer, yeah, um, who has good numbers out of Ball State, but they're not eye popping either. Uh, you know, it's not like he ripped off two hundred yard games in the MAC this year. He didn't. I think he had one one hundred yard game. So they they have more work to do at running back and recruiting. Well, that's, that's it, it for the first half. Uh, that was kind of fast. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I hope I'm not getting anyone in the listening audience. Sick, but I think I'm on the downhill side of this. We got places to be. Yeah, we all got places to be, man. It's it's the holidays. Plus, I need a pack. I need to get the dogs to the to the pet resort so they can enjoy their holidays without mom and dad. Make sure you stop into the fridge if you're out and about here in Manhattan. Get in there and uh, don't be showing up on Christmas Day saying my in-laws are driving me crazy. Let me in. Uh, that, that's not how it works. You got to get there before. You got to prepare. You just don't start building the tanks once war starts. You got to have them ready to go. That's that's plan ahead. Uh, it's the holidays. You're going to need booze. And if uh, they're open, when I don't know what their hours are this holiday season, but get to tanners. Just, just, just you can break in there. By the way, I've done it. Just if they're don't not open, encourage just, them. Just go. Just, just, yeah. Pick the locks, go ahead. Yeah. Yes, officer. It was it was this podcast here. Yeah, it was that podcast. They told me to do it. Fine. <laughs> Ah, don't worry about it. The police love it. We'll be back after this break. The Power Camp Podcast continues shortly. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. 
It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus their back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Autocorrect your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan. Online at FridgeLiquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. We now return to the Power Cat Podcast. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. Woo! Tempest Shield Radicates, Zach Carlson. You don't get that from your normal podcast right there. Yee! Yee! Uh, yeah, I love the party. <laughs> we're preparing you for the holidays with a sneak podcast. We're going to stick it up there on the website and then disappear ourselves right on out of town. Uh, we talked a lot about coaching staff here in the first half. I don't know why you'd be picking up the podcast in the middle. I think that's odd. But if you missed the first half, go back and listen to that. Because this is not going to be about the coaching staff. This is going to be about basketball. Oh, see? It's a totally different topic. That's how we roll. First half was football. Second half was basketball. Uh, the overtime will be about uh, Skittles. Believe it or not, the Christmas Eve edition overtime is going to be a lot about Christmas. Crazy. Uh, everyone's going to ask me what my favorite gift as a kid was. And I'm like, well. Well, I haven't been a kid for a while. I know. I think the family if Bill got Snyder a covered can, wagon. I got some time. jacks. If Bill Snyder can remember that he dressed as a cowboy for Halloween one year, you can remember one Christmas present. I think I'm calling BS on that. <laughs> it's a very easy costume to say that you were. I'm, I'm just calling BS because I think he's confused. I think he's old enough that he was a cowboy at one point. <laughs> So. Oh, my goodness. We're brought to you by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. We said a lot of nice things about them, um, and I continue to say nice things about them because they're nice. Good people. And we're contractually obligated to. Well, that's not why I do it. <laughs> I would say nice things about Kevin and the gang no matter what. I'd say Unless nice. uh, another uh, liquor store was our sponsor. <laughs> I'd say super nice things if they gave me some some free stuff. What What is this like? I don't that's not how it works. Oh, it's can you not? give away liquor? I don't know. Can you? No, you can't. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Let the record show I did not receive anything for free. Well, screw it. In the first half, we encourage people to break into a sponsor <laughs> yeah, establishment. So uh, just go ahead and just take what you need. Don't do that, people. Don't do it. Aren't you going to feel like an ass if Tanner's gets broken into? <laughs> I Oops. mean, it's already been driven into. Like, it's <laughs> the same thing. Once, once, once a drunk guy turned it into a drive-thru, I think we're fine. Uh, and this segment is brought to you by Wahoo. Don't break in there because uh, uh, I like all their food and I want to eat it myself. Mark will kill you. So last week on the podcast, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we uh, talked about Wahoo. And then I had date night on Thursday. 
uh, I did not pick up on the signals from my cohorts here who uh, were in on the the, the game. Uh, but I was told everyone to go to Wahoo, and they were a little worried everyone would go to Wahoo because it was not date night with my wife. It was a surprise party for me. And they, <laughs> they were in on it um, at the time as we celebrated the end of uh, my radiation treatments. And uh, it was actually a surprise. I had no clue. None. She, She's a sneaky woman. <laughs> I don't know what all she's up to. Kind of surprised that they didn't get out. I walked in. I almost did. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did surprise. Mark texts me, that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, Mark, the bartender, asked me what I was drinking that night. I just thought, you know, he heard the podcast because he listens to the podcast. Yeah. But, no, um, I walk in. I go, why are my employees all here? Why is the Wilkinson family here? And I turned the corner, and all our neighbors and friends and my family were in the back room. So get in Oahu. It's where we have our family gatherings, and you should, too. That it was, was fajita night. It was fajita Oh, it had been a while then since I had had fajita night, so it was a good one. And I had some Woodford Reserve for medicinal purposes. Okay. Let's see. We've covered it all, I think. Wahoo, the fridge, and now questions from All Bass Station. Zach Carlson. From Canelio, were you guys as surprised as I was at the performance Vanderbilt brought to Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, I thought I was going to be a really hard game and that, that that Vanderbilt team is pretty good um they had just beaten Arizona State who then turned around and beat Kansas so I'm thinking man this is going to be a really tough game um this is going to be a team that K-State and matchups that they struggle with they had nine guys that were six foot six or taller so I'm thinking no Dean Wade in the lineup you got McCall Moeen being the quote-unquote guy down low yeah I don't like that um and then I looked like an idiot because McCall Moline was that guy. What's the deal with him and Sprint Center? I don't know. What's the deal with him? <laughs> like he, he'll either do that or he'll just do absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh, he looked great. That that dunk was. <laughs> I saw his eyes light up like basket, and he just he ripped the rim down. I love it because McCall is not like an aggressive guy. He's just kind of mellow, chill, and then that happened. But, uh, no, I, I was really impressed. And, and that defensive performance against, let's see if I can say this right, Simisola Chateau, I think is how you say it. Well, let's just be honest. He's got the word shit in his name. And it really confuses <laughs> people. It's really dangerous. And only on the podcast can we admit that, that that's the problem. Yeah. So I, I thought he was going to have, gonna go off. I was not impressed. Not impressed by him. Not impressed by him. Got it. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't either. But uh, I think. I don't think that had so much to do with him. I think it had to do with K-State's defense. Look, that's right. I, I don't like the premise of the question. No offense to the person who asked the question. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think this was a case of Vanderbilt playing poorly. K-State's defensive rotations, its aggressiveness on defense was unbelievable. And honestly, the way the referees called it in the first half, K-State had two fouls. Um, <laughs> and then they started calling everything in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, that and it got changed the game. But I think if K State's allowed to defend, which officials let you do in the NCAA tournament, it it plays their advantage. They they called the first half like an NCAA tournament. They called the second half like a conference game. Uh, which don't start me on officiating. We don't have time for it. We're going to be celebrating the new year by the end of this podcast. If I start on officiating, but I thought Kansas State's defense, particularly in the first half, just completely disarmed. 
Vanderbilt. They were frustrated. They weren't really even taking shots. They were just throwing the ball up to try to get a rebound and score. Hey, they were out of sorts, and not until uh, Ryan hit a couple three pointers. How the hell's that? I yeah. pulled out. Wow, you didn't have a box score in front of you. I know that's amazing. I don't know. Uh, did they? I mean, he really saved them in the first half. They yeah, hit three three pointers by halftime. How do you not hit a field goal in ten minutes? Yeah, they opened the second half by not hitting a field goal for was, ten minutes. I was like, hold on. I was yeah. like, who hit the last shot? I went to the scoring on the stat broadcast. Oh my god, they've hit seven free throws. And that's it? <laughs> Casey's defense was amazing. From Limestone Silo, what is your opinion on the play of Stokes? It's almost like we knew that was going to happen, you know? And I, he finished with, like, what, 12 points, I think, but it it was not good at all. He was, like, four of something at one point. Like, four of 11, maybe. I don't know what the numbers were. Um, he's either going to be phenomenal and win you the game like he did against Southern Miss, or he's going to just keep jacking them up until they start falling. And and I feel like a broken record at this point about Kamal Stokes, and, and he has careless turnovers all the time, uh, ones that you shouldn't get out of a senior point guard. He, he delivers more passes below the knees than any point guard I've, I've been familiar with. I mean, even even passes around the outside of a zone, he'll, he'll throw it at someone's feet. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, man? Just he's not precise. He doesn't pay enough attention to details, um, and that gets him in trouble with shooting the ball, passing the ball, dribbling the ball. A lot of decision making. I really like Kamal. Like I, I like him as a person. I like uh, his. I like how he can shoot it at times, but he doesn't. He tries so so hard to be flashy and make the sports center highlight behind the back passes and no look. It just it's it gets to be too much for me. At yeah, times. just get back just, to basics. Just play basketball. Winning is a better sports center highlight than throwing a behind the back pass to a guy in the corner. Yeah. From I like Pickles Cat. What does Sean Neal Williams need to do better to get on the court? Honestly, I, this is I'm, I'm getting a little. I don't want to blame Bruce Weber because he's smarter than I am when it comes to coaching, obviously. But he brings in these two guys in Austin Trice and Sean Neal Williams that I think can really impact the team, and then he doesn't play them ever. Um, And frankly, I could understand it if Cartier Jada and Kamal Stokes were both playing really, really well and up to their potential, but but they're not. I mean, Kamal's game against Southern Miss was his real first – outstanding game i guess and cartier has not been what he needs to be this year so far but yet sean hasn't been on the floor a whole lot i I guess i don't really understand it and i mean i'm sure he's he's behind the curve on some things that's going to happen when you have a freshman and he's probably hitting a bit of a wall um and he was especially behind the curve because he got to campus late with his grades and everything but i don't know honestly I, i don't know why he's not getting eight to ten minutes a game I agree with everything you just said. I have nothing to add other than the fact that I think he's got a great boy band name. <laughs> Sean Neal Williams. I just feel like it should be in a boy band. Okay. Wait, like that's the name of the band? No, no. The... Like he's part of Boys to Men or okay. NSYNC or something. Sean Neal Williams. I okay. disagree, but okay. From No Talent as Clown. Perfect question name for that comment that you just made. <laughs> What 
is your thought? What are your thoughts on why the offense seems so much more fluid and effective without Wade on the court? Here's my, here's my new theory. You ready? Yes. So what's Dean Wade do? Bruce Weber's talked about it a number of times. That drives everyone crazy. Doesn't look at the basket. He defers. He wants to include everyone in the offense. He doesn't want to take all the shots. They, they can get him to take shots. They can't get him to think of Dean first. So Dean passes the ball. Well, what do the other guys want from Dean? They want him to be assertive. They know they need So they defer back to Dean. So it's like, no, you go. No, I'm going to go. And instead of that, someone going through the damn door, two people are sitting there holding the door. No, you go. No, you go. And they can't run their offense because they're deferring to each other the whole time. They're not assertive. They don't know what they want to do when Dean's on the court. Dean, take control. Well, I don't want to take control here. And look, the times they look the absolute best, and it's not just because Dean's scoring. It's when Dean gets assertive and is scoring points, everyone seems to play better. They just relax. They know who they are at that point. They don't have an identity with Dean because they, they are all trying to figure it out. Oh, is he going to take the shot? Am I supposed to take a shot? At okay, I'll take this shot, but I was, I was just going to pass it around until he, we got him open. And without him, they go out and play basketball. They're not deferring to anyone. They just go, and plus they get up and down the court more. It's like they don't want to run with Dean. Dean can run the court. That's what doesn't make sense. They run a lot more without Dean than with him. Right? Yeah, they do. And it just it doesn't make sense. (laughs) If you have a team that can run, that can be efficient, that can get their offense clicking without him, you should be able to plug in a guy like him and be even better. There's no reason that they should struggle like they do when Dean's in the game. He's the perfect guy for a zone or for beating a zone defense. Flash that high post, turn around, hit that mid-range jumper right on the elbow. He's right there. That's his shot. I don't understand it. And and this this offense has improved with him out. And I just it it's frustrating because it, logic says it shouldn't happen. Logic says this shouldn't make sense. Maybe it's just the fact that they move X up to the four, they get smaller, they get out and run. Yeah. Maybe they need to look at uh, using Dean at the five a little bit, um, and you know, operate him down there. I, I don't. I don't think Take that's Mac good. off the bench. I don't think that's a good use of Dean, but maybe it's how he fits best into his teammates. I'm. I'm just not sure. I'm, I find it very baffling. From I Like Pickles Cat, one year ago, you were calling for Bruce Weber to be fired. He has since taken most of the heat off. Uh, could this could his seat heat back up faster than most because it had been so hot before, or has he bought himself some time? Well, for the record, I don't think we were calling for him to be fired at this time last year. No. I think we're being critical. Fairly, because they deserved it. Fairly critical. They deserved it. And, and honestly, what they did for most of last season – Still didn't reach K-State standards, at least I no. believe. They went 0-7 against the top three teams in the Big 12. Exactly. And then they they found a groove in the NCAA tournament, which some teams do. For me, it didn't erase everything. For Gene Taylor, it might have. I mean, this is one of those questions. What do you think? You know, I, I came into this season thinking, I want to see this backed up. They, they strung together some great games. They went on a three-game winning streak at the NCAA tournament. Yeah. A three-game winning streak. And if that's notable in your program, then that's great. But I I haven't seen the consistency from it. It shouldn't be about he inherited great players from from Frank and won a Big 12 title. Big 12 title. Boom. 
then we had rebuilding issues and we had some problems for an extended period of time. But finally got the mix right in year six. Seven. Oh, last year. Yeah, six. Year six. Uh, and now they're going to win. And now they have another injury, and if that tanks them, I think they're going to be fine this year. I think they'll still get the NCAA tournament, but it's the next year. So are you really talking about every time you have to reload, you get one year out of the right mix, maybe two, and then it's over? That's not how great programs operate. Um, that's good enough that you know for, for Gene Taylor because it's going to be a football school, you know? Okay, but I, I – I want more from basketball, and I and we settled for a long time, and I'm done settling. We got into this discussion argument at Wahoo um, on Thursday night, and oh, well, shouldn't you been talking about me? No, it wasn't all about you. It should have been all about me. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, it, look, he could go 0 and 18, I believe, in the Big 12. And keep his job. Zach doesn't think so. I disagree. Oh, you, I can't, you can't go 0-18. No. Uh, you can't go 2-16. and 16. I think going to the Elite Eight bought you Huge. one more year, no matter what happens. Well, but, it, it would have bought the year if this was the rebuilding year. You can't bring back most of the parts from that NCAA tournament team and, fair. and collapse. I, so, uh, like, uh, anyways, that, I mean, it's neither Now, the Dean Wade being injured thing p- plays against the argument. That shouldn't be an excuse because y- you had your success without him. So, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you hit, if you hit 0-9, this fan base is melting down. Fair. It's done. Okay, but wasn't it done Two years ago, were they zero nine? Two years ago, when they lost by thirty to the worst team in the conference, and he was barely over five hundred. Okay, so here's the thing about Bruce: is he's a good coach. He's not going to go zero nine. He's going to find a way to win games. Um, He he doesn't necessarily put the pieces together properly, and I think that's why we're kind of baffled by. You take the best player off the court, a positive guy, a guy everyone likes, and they get better. It's, this gets back to my argument on Bruce. He doesn't put the pieces together. The pieces have to fall together, and they fell together at the end. He inherited pieces at the beginning, and that they fell together when they're in. And I, you know, I, I just, I don't think he's the long-term guy. I, I think it's always going to be a roller coaster. Uh, but if people are cool with riding the highs and Suffering the lows, okay, I can roll with that. Here's the thing. Four years ago, he should have been fired. I really believe that. You can't burn down the house you inherited within four years and have the program in such a mess that you get to fix it again. I'm still – and if you get to fix it, okay, you get the fifth year to go fix it. And he still didn't fix it. And the only reason he survived was his AD that hired him, who was going to fire him, Left and and dump that on someone else's plate, I, I, which is such a John Curry move. Yeah, and it just happened to work out that they went on a, a great run at the end of last year. Were they a great team last year? Not for the whole year. No, they were in the NCAA tournament, and that's how you're measured as a coach. So if that's the important vital measurement here, then why wasn't he measured by the times he missed the NCAA tournament? And what happens this year if they miss the NCAA tournament? Screw 0-16, 0-18, 0-9 starts. What if they miss the NCAA tournament with all the pieces back from an Elite 18? Right. I, I, I've got real problems with that. 
that that shows an inconsistency in consistency in the foundation of your program. We'll see. I, I'm I, people are like you were against Bruce. I gave Bruce Weber four freaking years <laughs> before I came out and said enough, and I still stand by it. I, and, and Will Brennan would soak to Illinois. Look, I, this gets back to fit. I thought that was a bad fit for Brad. I did from the start. He also inherited a mess. Yeah, he's got a mess there. Um, um, but, but, you, but and you know, I just think different coaches work at different places. I think Bruce is doing okay at K-State. And if okay is good enough for you, good. It's not for me, but okay. I get it. Get it. Getting back to the question, I, I think the the line here is is what happens this year, like you said. Look, KU's a better team right now. Texas Tech is a better team right now. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a better team, and you could probably argue that Texas is a better team. So they're, they need to finish – look, they got to finish in the top three of the Big 12, I believe. Um, but if you start flirting with that five to six spot, that gets borderline unacceptable. Um, so I think that this is a, a pretty telling year. But it, if you go into next year and you want to claim, oh, we lost everybody – Oh, like you've lost now. You you don't just get to keep playing, like Fitz said, that that rebuild card. So how they start next year, how they uh, perform once you lose your guys like Dean and Barry and Cam, that's what's going to be telling. That's what's going to determine, hey, is the seat really getting hot and, and is it really doing it quickly? Well, you just mentioned two teams that they better be – able to compete with because they open Big 12 play with Texas here. Yep. Then they go to Texas Tech. Uh, if they start off 0-2, people are not going to be happy. Tech almost beat Duke. Just saying. Yeah, they did. It looked pretty darn good in the process. It didn't look like Duke was having a bad night. It looked like Tech was pretty yeah. damn good. Um, it took Trey Jones going off to beat Texas Tech. This team has had problems on its home court, even last year. So Texas coming in isn't a given. Um, and we'll see. Well, well I'm you know, I'm not calling for anything right now. I just want to see what happens. But I, I, I don't understand the rules of engagement here. You know, destroy a program. Oh, but you can rebuild it now. Um, it's, I'm not, I haven't gotten that. I don't understand it. Uh, and the Elite Eight was great. It was good for K-State basketball. It was great for the fan base. They, you know, uh, they really needed it. Um, but that can't be a one-off. That can't be... In hindsight, you go, well, that was that was luck. It really was. They just they kind of caught the right formula there, didn't they? Can't be that. They need to get back to being deserving of, of being a you know a top three team in this conference, a top twenty five team nationally, and a Sweet Sixteen team, um, you know, on a pretty consistent basis. Last question of the second half from KSU number one. What are your predictions for the Cats entering conference play? I mean, I don't I don't think they're going to lose to George Mason. I don't either. Not this George Mason. A couple years ago, George Mason, yeah. Not this <laughs> a couple years, mean, wasn't like it 10, 10 years, years ago? 2007, was that the year? Was it really? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's... <laughs> it was not recently, we'll put it that way. What happened all that time? <laughs> huh. Other Cinderella's came along. <laughs> that Butler, <fit>. VCU. <laughs> um, they'll be 10 and 2. Chicago, loyal um, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks, Fitz. What would you just say? I said they'll be, they'll 10, be 10 and 2. They'll be 10 and 2 going in. Okay. Um, which is actually right where I thought they were going to be. Um, I thought they were going to lose to Marquette and lose to Vanderbilt. I didn't think they were going to lose to freaking Tulsa again. Ugh. So uh, Tulsa is uh, the equivalent of, of Kansas's Arizona State. 
Yeah. <laughs> can't explain it, but it's happened twice now. Bobby Hurley's a coach. Oh, man. But they went in the tank last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, barely made the field. Weren't they in the uh, first four? Yeah. they. I think they lost in the first four. No, exactly. Um, shut up. I like Bobby Hurley. Uh, Annoying little turd. I think you're going you're, you're going to be 10 and 2. You're going to be sniffing the top 25, so that's that's nice, but also at the same time we're going to go into this Texas game and we're going to be saying it wouldn't shock me if they lose at home to Texas. And I I don't think as a K-State fan you're comfortable yet with where this team's at because you don't have a a solid feeling on, on what they are and you know, you don't know when you're getting Dean Wade back. So it's going to be very up in limbo. Um you're not fully confident in in this team contending in the big 12 right now uh and i mean contending contending not just two or three and like you said if you lose these first two games or you go to lubbock and just get throttled it's not going to be good is this an over 500 team in conference play i think they're going to be right there i think they're going to be about 10 and 8 8 and 10 somewhere yeah. In there. yeah it's not good enough for me but okay especially when you got a senior laden team yeah then you you campaigned all all summer, all preseason about how you were underrated and how you had three of the best players in the country. And anyways, that's all I'm saying. Well, that's it. That's it for uh, the second half of the PowerCat podcast. Boy, we landed into that on a gloomy note. Well, just, just play better basketball. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing that I think really bothers K-Staters about uh, uh, the Bruce Weber style the inconsistencies in effort and then you know you can clearly watch a game like Tulsa where they're going through the damn motions and then the coach says they play hard they played hard that bugs K-State fans a lot but when they put in the kind of effort they did against Vanderbilt and it wasn't just that they won I'm sure it helps they busted their ass K-Staters appreciate that they they played so hard Vanderbilt couldn't handle it Offensively, defensively. Offensively wasn't pretty, but they were putting in a great deal of effort. That's what K-Staters want. They want you to fight for the purple. That's what they want. And to see teams go through the motion really irritates them. Well, uh, that's it for the second half. We'll be back with the overtime period of the Pyrocat Podcast, sponsored by Bridge Wholesale Liquor. The gang will return with more of the Powercat Podcast. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus their back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Autocorrect your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. 
Back to Fits on the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Power Camp Podcast continues as we struggle to get to the end without me losing my voice. We're going to do it. We're going to get there. We're into the overtime now. We're sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Uh, they are like working overtime. Well, not literally. They're working extra hard to fulfill your holiday needs right now at the fridge. So if you hear this on Christmas Eve, get over there. If you hear this after Christmas Eve, take all that money, yeah, that big wad of cash, um, and uh, take it to the fridge after Christmas and say, I want something special for me. No, subscribe to our website. Oh, yeah, or subscribe to GoPowerCat.com. One of the two. Hey, you know, if you're in a jam right now and you don't know what to do for someone, just hop on there and subscribe to GoPowerCat.com for them. It'll renew on your credit card every year, and they'll love you every year. And then if you stop liking that person, cancel the damn credit card. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a holiday <laughs> shopper right there. Special's still going. Guys, I don't know when uh, 24-7 is taking the special down. I think they forgot. I do, too, actually. <laughs> The holidays got near. They got other things going on. They ran another special network wide, but we weren't part of it because our special's better. I feel like we've been the the black sheep the whole time. <laughs> well, we're, no, we're like the white sheep because we're performing so well. No, no, no. I mean, we're the everybody else has these specials, and we have our special that's better. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I like it. I but I expect them to take it down when sales. Taper off dramatically, and they're starting to do it because people are not focused on stuff right now. They're thinking of family and fun and and fellowship and being good Christians for our Christian subscribers. Well, stop all that and subscribe to GoPowerCat.com. Think of yourself. Think of us. Being good Christians? What? <laughs> Just stop right now. You get three months free if you subscribe for a monthly subscription. That's great. But just sign up annually. You're going to love us. And Ross. Yeah. Ross is part we, of us now. And we just had, added Ross Uglum. I hope that's how you pronounce last name. <laughs> I didn't know either. That's why I said Holy Ross. crap. I've never <laughs> talked to Ross. How do you pronounce your last name? Anyhow, Ross from North Dakota State. Uh, a writer for them. He writes for other things on a freelance basis. He's joined us uh, because he has a very, very in-depth knowledge of the North Dakota, North Dakota State football program. Dakota. Dakota. Um, on uh, Christmas Day, he's going to have a very in-depth breakdown of Courtney Messingham's offense. It's going to be behind the paywall. It's for subscribers only uh, to get a good grasp on on how uh, they run this offense. Included in it are some video uh, embeds and a lot of uh, Twitter embeds that will link to video he's published in the past on that platform. Uh, you're going to really leave that uh, with a good knowledge of why Messingham was the choice and why it's worked so well. Uh, and I think it's a brand of football that AK-Staters will enjoy because it's very Snyder-like but more diverse. They, they do some things. It's based on, on being a physical, disciplined football team. And I think if you don't have that, K-Staters aren't going to be happy. They're going to be happy with those parts of uh, this climate program. And uh, I also think it pairs well in the Big 12 with so many teams that want to be fancy-schmancy um, and, and run these spread offenses. I think being the physical team is a good place to own in the Big 12 in the future. We'll see. But uh, Ross is on board. He's going to be providing breakdowns like this 
throughout uh, the season. He'll break down every game for us, something we've never really done at Go Power Cat because it's very in-depth and it's his thing. And uh, he also provides some uh, great insider information as we go forward. We're excited. Subscribe to GoPowerCat.com. Uh, and our segment sponsor is the High Low. Um, I, I can't think of any better place to to spend uh, your Christmas break if you're in Manhattan than the High Low. They should probably be open. I'm gonna, I've been told I shouldn't encourage people to break into our sponsors and make themselves at home. Uh, but uh, if you do, the high is a nice place to break into. Because it's right next to the police station. That's true. That's true. Your, your stay there at the high will not be long uh, because they have a lot of glass windows and uh, the police will see you. <laughs> but okay. you'll have a good time. Uh, I wonder if Milwaukee Roulette works for anyone that walks behind the bar and pushes the button. I... I'm sure. Don't have like, it's like not like code, fingerprint, like a protected, like all the you bartenders. You put in three dollars worth of quarters, <gasps> so it works. Oh, wow. I wish that's how it works. <laughs> that would awesome. be awesome. It's slow down service, but it'd be fun to watch. <laughs> Just make it self serve. Only dimes. You can't do that in the state of Kansas. Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. yep. Okay. They were working to get rid of it, but no, no. You still got to have someone serve you drinks. Man, it's fun going to like PGA tournaments and stuff where you can just. Buy a cup, loaded card, go right up to it, pour it yourself. Oh, that would be awesome. I don't know. It would also be dangerous. They have that at bars now. You know, the, the I, what are the fancy names for the Coke machines that do all the work Freestyle. for Freestyle. Freestyle, they have that with alcohol. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, they'll mix your drinks for you. <gasps> Where? I don't know. I, I'm i traditionalist. I need Ted dancing behind the bar talking to me. That's an old Cheers reference, by the way. Oh my God! I gotta find one of these. And they and they got the course self serve beer all over the place now, where you do have the card, you right. swipe it and you fill up your man. Pay by the ounce. Twenty eight like gas station. <laughs> what a time to be alive, man! It's also a good time to have an overtime period. Here we go. From Wildcat Tad Two, would you support an eight team playoff for college football? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I've gotten. Uh, I think 16 is too much. 16 is too much. Nah, do 24. I've been open a little bit to a 10. I've kind of thought about 10. No, I don't think so. I think you need to have an equal number of games. I I think you got to go 8, 16, 32. I mean, I I, I think you could pull off 24. 24 is the first odd number that doesn't match up with, you know, the math. Eight teams get buys. Yeah, the top eight get buys. When Mike Leach does his playoff rants, they're stupid. I understand it. But he makes some pretty good points in there. Literally everybody else does a big playoff. It's ridiculous. And this one doesn't. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Let's see. Well, how does the FCS do? Oh, well, they have a playoff. So what should we do? We'll have a four-team playoff. That's right. Well, I... uh, He's awesome. Yeah, they do 16 teams, right? No, it's 24. They do 24 now? Um... The difference for that for me is uh, so much money is associated with individual programs with home games and TV rights that you don't see at the FCS level. So I, I think eight eight is more believable. Um, I just like the idea. The way the FCS is set up right now, you got five power conferences. Make those conference champions automatic bids. If there's an upset, you know, you get the nine and three team in. The eight and four team in. You can de- design your playoff like like a basketball tournament. You can design it however you want. 
as long as you know your champion's getting in. And I think it's it's time for conferences to start really considering getting rid of their divisions and, and figuring out a pod schedule, which you can't do very well at 14. 14's not functional as doing that. And just have one big top two go into one big list of standings and your top two teams go in. So you're providing a very deserving team. You shouldn't have a weak division where an eight and four team might upset your, you know, which K-State's been part of. Just shouldn't have that. Anyhow, so five of the spots, eight spots are taken. You, you set aside one spot for uh, the other six conferences. What do they call themselves? The group of five. Of, the group of six. five. Group of six. Isn't it? No, it's group of five. Group of five. So you get, oh, power six. Yeah, I'm sorry. So power power, power five. five, group of five. What? No, there's more there. No, the wax gone. Oh. It was eleven. Oh, that's where I'm lost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if one of those teams stays in the top sixteen, that and they are the champion of a conference, they get in. That's you know just that Central Florida. Boom, you're in this year, and then you have two at-large bids, and one of those at-larges would be Notre Dame this year, and the other would be SEC number two. Right. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it is. Um, but, I mean, think of it this way. You've already got Ohio State in the field. You've got Washington in the field. Um, so, you know, Washington's probably your seventh seed. I think it works. Yeah. From I Like Pickles Cat, what criteria do you think there should be to hang a jersey in the rafters? Well, it should be clean, stain-free. <laughs> I was like, I like it. <laughs> Um, well, it, you shouldn't have to be a consensus All-American or whatever. No. That's crap, especially in basketball. There's hardly any spots. Um, I think you got to be all-league first team. I don't agree with any of that. I think you just got to be chosen by your university. Were they a good player for the time they played at? Were they a good player for the time? Um, and if just because you were the sixth best player in the Big 12 and the other five guys were – incredibly awesome at other schools shouldn't preclude you from being in the raft. Fair enough there. But let me counter your point. Does David Hoskins deserve to be in the rafters? Oh, I think we can all agree he wouldn't. But I would say he was pretty good for K-State when he was here. But that's not... Yeah, that's not... Well, you just... I guess that's a very broad term. Pretty good for k Pretty good for your school. But no, I mean, you, you I mean, can sit here be... and look back over your shoulder and go, "Now David Hoskins is belong in the rafters." That's easy. I mean, there has—I just think it has. It, you can't make it as long as there's good keepers of the gate. You can't make strict rules that preclude someone uh, from being in the rafters. I, and I think it should be about basketball or or football. And when you get saying you have to have a, a degree, come on, That's man. Crap. That's crap. I. Michael Bishop should have never been left out of it because he didn't finish his degree. Uh, you can make an argument that's other people failing him, not him failing. Um, you know, he he just came with bad ac- academic background. Did he get his bull rings, though? Is that a requirement to be up there? It wasn't back then. He got his bull rings. It's funny how these things change. It's a, um, I think it's just, it's just it's very easy to look at a guy like Rodney. And say, man, he was great. Put him in the rafters. Rodney's a, Rodney is right there on the fringe. Do you put him in or not? Right. And that's when I come down to, okay, maybe you got to have some sort of concrete requirement to decide on a guy like Rodney. 
to decide on a guy like uh, Barry Brown. He's the all-time leader in steals. Yeah, but I think that gets back to why you need to wait five years and then kind of say, okay, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, they do or they don't. Yeah, okay. From I Like Pickles Cat, what has been the best social media post since Snyder has left? <laughs> the one where he Home plugs alone. in the lights. The one where he plugs in the lights. That's awesome. I, I thought the Home was, Alone thing with Taylor Brown was brilliant. I've watched it too many times now. <laughs> so it's not as funny to me anymore. <laughs> Taylor uh, has an, a career in acting. He actually pulled that off pretty well. It was uh, better than The Recruit. <laughs> Well, that's better than the recruit, but yeah, it. Uh, yeah, no, it's probably the Home Alone thing. I don't know. It's it's fun to watch them have fun with it. They're literally sitting around their office. Hey, I got an idea. Screw it, let's go do it. You know, because they, they can now. Nobody's saying no. It was, the answer was always no up there in the past, and it just had a. If you've ever worked in a uh, work environment where the answer is no at the start. And you got to fight to get something done. You know exactly what it feels like. It's just not fun. It's not inspiring. Uh, it's not motivating. And, and that's the way the department had gotten, unfortunately. I'm excited to see the summer because you got to do something to keep people engaged and excited. So, how, what are you going to do with that? How? What? Uh, what unique twist are you going to put on it? This is their problem. They've set a high standard. Now. Yeah, <laughs> especially especially if they start losing next year. <laughs> we'll, we'll Good see. luck with that. <laughs> From Canelio, the Chiefs' defense will keep us from getting to the Super Bowl, won't it? Yep. 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 And it's not – it's interesting. It's not just the defense all of a sudden. It's almost like people have figured out we can't get into these shootouts. we got to slow it down, run the ball. The things Bill Snyder always did to these offenses. Pete Carroll, Bill Snyder, the Chiefs last night. Exactly. And other teams have been doing it. Um, and you could you're looking at the Chiefs' point total drop over the last three weeks or so. If you're in a shootout with the Chiefs, you're in big trouble. You better be at home and have a legend playing the game of his life. Uh, that's that's kind of what what's turned out to be. If you slow down the tempo, lower the score, all of a sudden you have greater access to beating the Chiefs. Look, it they've been they've been too inconsistent. First off, and. I don't feel con- like with the inconsistency of this team, there's no way they can string together. What, what would it be? Three wins? Let's see. One, two, three. three or four wins. I don't know what the playoff system is in the NFL. It'd be three wins. To well, win, two wins to get to the to Super get to the Bowl. Super Bowl yeah. Three to win it. They yeah. can't do it. I'm sorry. I, I don't believe they can do it. So they just need to win next week at home field advantage, and that increases their chances of, of getting those back-to-back wins to get to the Super Bowl. If they lose, I'm gonna have to sell my playoff tickets. I'd be so sad. Wait, if they lose, if they don't have the first round buy, the home first round, whatever, because I bought them for the weekend of that Iowa State game. We'll be in Ames on Saturday at 11 a.m. Yeah, but the would Chief- the Chargers win the West? Would, they would be the wild card, would they not? Or is there another team that's coming up well, behind them? The wild they card, if they play at home in the wild card, that means they're still a champion. What I'm saying is if they play on that weekend, I cannot go that weekend because of other things going on. I get that, but it may not even – you may get your tickets refunded anyway because the game's not going to happen. Ah, you see I what I'm saying? what you're saying now. That'd so, be neat too. So you're going to go to cover K-State basketball – 
come back and cover Chiefs football. Have you stopped to think that the game won't be on Sunday because playoff games happen on Saturday? <laughs> I did. Um, I feel very confident that if the Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC and have a home first-round bye, they will play on Sunday. I am rolling with it, and if I get burned, I get burned. It wouldn't be the first time. Spring break says hello. Yep. From Wildcat Tad to Ham or Turkey for Christmas. Ham. 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 From that was just a question. KSU Cat <laughs> 80. Uh, what are your favorite family Christmas traditions? Hmm. My mom makes good sugar cookies. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of a sugar cookie fan. With icing on them. Oh. Yeah. Ah, I can't ever decide if I like my sugar cookies with or without icing. Uh, as a fact, I'd like to say they're delicious both ways. Yeah, they are. We usually, I will probably play K-State Monopoly tonight. Hmm. That's uh, a thing, hmm. which yeah, is really fun. I think we have that somewhere. Really? K-State-opoly. Actually, no. Now, okay, so it always used to be K-State Monopoly, but now we bought one of those Monopolies with the credit card, uh, and it's pretty easy. <laughs> you don't know about that? No. Oh, it's there's no cash. You just you it's load up card. your card, and then you take, if you want to buy a property, you just put your card on the, bar, the uh, label or whatever, and it'll run the money off. Now, does that one, does that one use the the same denominations as like the old gamers like updated to where it's like millions of dollars. Oh, uh, see, I don't like that. If they had a, if they had a credit card edition that was like the original amounts, like boardwalk I I think is $400. Okay. I, yeah. I guess I haven't played monopoly in so long. I don't know that. now, but I think it's the original. Our Case- family, I do Christmas with Becky's family. Um, <laughs> And we've changed how we do it a little bit, but we always end up at a movie. We all go to a movie on Christmas Day. It blows my mind that movie theaters are open. They're on so Christmas. packed, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, go to mo- we go to movies a lot. Yeah, too. Zach's definitely <laughs> yeah, a movie guy. The last two, see, the last two years we've done a split things because the guys wanted to go to a Star Wars movie, and the women did not want to do that. That was a great movie. But I think this year we're all going to the same movie. What are you going to see? Green Book. I don't think I've heard of that it's one. It's about the African-American piano player, I think, in the 60s, who goes on tour in the South and hires an Italian white driver slash bodyguard, and they became best friends. It's based on a true story. Interesting. It looks really good. I think okay. I'm going to see Vice. I don't know. Bohemian Rhapsody's good. still in. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the in-laws will do that one. Really? That's a great movie. I want to see it again. Why not? It's uh, a little beyond their time, those wild 70s and 80s. Okay. A little bit older than that. Okay. I think they think Elvis was too radical. <laughs> From No Talent as Clown, Love if it. Fitz... It's, 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 let me explain something. He wanted to have two S's in as Clown. I said, we better go with the Z's to make it better. In hindsight, doesn't really make it better. <laughs> Hindsight, I have to over enunciate the Z's <laughs> to make it clear that I'm not saying a different word. Um, if Fitz was to have a guest appearance on Modern Family, what would his backstory be? Jay's illegitimate son with his mother being Guy Fieri's mom, or Cam's cousin that also likes dressing as a clown, etc. <laughs> That's a great question. I think, would I have to be Cephas? Oh. Yeah. I'd have yeah. to be related to Cam. 
Yeah, that I I wanted to do the Jay's illegitimate son thing, but you gotta he, he's got to be a cousin or a brother of of Cam. That's the only way it works. Or you could be you could be like a a long lost brother of Mitchell who is completely different in multiple ways. It's a lot like Cam. So yeah, I, I, it's got to be with Cam at some point, some some way. There was a guy in the front row of the game of the Sprint Center that looked just like Cam. Really? Yeah, it was huh. crazy. K-State fan? Yeah, just K-State fan. Looked just like Cam. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Should we ask if? Should we ask if he, you know, is? I thought Cam, Cam was an Illinois fan. Missouri. Yeah. He's from Missouri. I thought it was Illinois. I think he's an Illinois fan. I don't know. I, I think he does this all on purpose. I didn't know that was an Illinois. I didn't know that was well, a thing. He wanted to make fun of. Want to make fun of Missouri? Uh, Missouri, and I think, but he does. He refuses to be a. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I could have sworn there was an episode I saw where the he they were wearing to be a Missouri like, fan. I don't remember that Illinois but. like uniform like jerseys. Hmm. I don't remember like, that, but I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. I'm just saying I don't remember it. I'm not going to say I've watched that much Modern Family, though. I will watch every episode. Probably a dozen episodes syndicated on USA. That's about it. Oh, it's I the same it. 12 episodes every time, too. I love that show so much. It is so funny. I'm sad that it's going to be done soon, but I'm happy that they are going to end it while it's on top. You know, They're not going to try to stretch it out and you know, milk it way too long. It's going to be good. Well, the spinoffs will do that. Yeah. I feel like it's – is this the 10th season, though? Mm-hmm. Is that not milking it too long? No, they're still going pretty well. I mean, How I Met Your Mother did nine. Uh, the Office did nine, and they should have stopped at seven. Uh, Friends did nine, I this, think. This last Christmas episode was hysterical. I forgot to, to watch. I got to get on, on the computer and watch it. From Limestone Silo, I made my teenagers watch Christmas Vacation, and I told them it has been rated the best Christmas movie of all time by some credible sources. Two out of the three were unimpressed. Do I need new kids or a better source of movie advice? I'm sorry, Limestone Silo. you got to get different kids. That's the rules. That's the rules. So one was impressed, Yeah, see, I think this is we're taking the wrong approach on this. You keep the kids, but you just make it clear from now on. That one of them is the favorite. <laughs> Just don't get rid of them because they might be happy with other parents. You don't want that. You want them to suffer for their choices. There should be consequences to not liking that movie. Clearly get better gifts for the one child. Yeah, you've got like six hours to make some changes to gifts tomorrow. Right. Pay, pay for college for only one child. Give them all the advantages for only one child. Oh, man. Make it very clear that there was consequences to not liking this movie. There. That's the parenting advice from Fitz, the guy that the good Lord intentionally blessed with no children. <laughs> give him a... Give them a cat in one box and jelly in the other box. See Here's if they get what? the message. <laughs> it's a cat. Oh, no. It's jelly. <laughs> Buy them a doghouse, and that's where they're going to live for the rest of their time in your house. <laughs> yeah, or just give, make them stay in the same room and give the dog the other room. <laughs> uh, last question of the podcast from Eric Schneid. Which Christmas movie would you use to describe this K-State football offseason so far? I got it. 
I think it's going to be Christmas with the Cranks because everybody, and it's not like the storyline. It's, okay, they decided that they were going to skip Christmas, and everybody was pissed, and everybody got mad, and they were negative, and they were the enemies. That's K-State football. Everybody was excited for the season. The season went south. Everybody got pissed. Everybody wanted different neighbors, different coaches, everything like that. And then Bill Snyder retired. K-State got a new coach, and everybody scrambled. Oh, God. Okay, okay, new coach. Here we go. Oh, it's Chris Kleiman. Oh, wait, I actually kind of like him. That's them scrambling around, getting the party. I don't know the movie at all. Oh, God. Who's in the Christmas of the Cranks? Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Just watch the trailer. That's all you need to see, him trying to eat peaches with Botox. That's really, That's that is the highlight of the movie. That's all you need to see is from the trailer. It's okay. a great movie. Um, I think it's Home Alone, obviously. Chris Kleiman is gone at North Dakota State for the playoffs. <laughs> the home <laughs> is alone. Taylor Bratt <laughs> looks like Macaulay Culkin. Oh my God, did he? <laughs> It was weird. Are they trying to fend off the wet bandits? No, but they're trying to fend off Sean. I mean, let's. <laughs> oh no! Is it Home Alone? I think it's. Uh, that's home pretty good. Alone. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> How do we relate it to Die Hard? I know. I think uh, Die Hard. I can't make the connection. I, I'll, I'll, I'll concede. I'll concede to Home Alone. That's pretty. Although good. the 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 villain in Die Hard struggled with the English language, and so does Les Miles. <laughs> wow. So. You're talking about K State football off season. Yeah, but the new villain is uh, fumbling for words. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know. I'm not a connoisseur of a lot of Christmas movies. I only so watched the I same watched one. Die Hard instead. <laughs> I really don't watch Christmas movies. I, I watch Christmas Vacation if it's on. I've watched Die Hard a number of times, but never related to Christmas. Although it is a Christmas movie. That's what makes it the greatest Christmas movie, is it's valid at all times of the year. And I'm involved saving the day during a terrorist attacking a Christmas party. Have you watched Home Alone? Mm-hmm. A long time ago, Okay. Though. I'm pretty sure I watched that in theaters. Well, you're old. Mm-hmm. I remember Macaulay Culkin when he was a funny, just, cute kid. Just a wee a, lad. Not a not a creepy, creepy looking older dude. Yeah. Well, he's better now that he's off the drugs. Uh, I he, just saw the thing for, uh, was it Google? Yeah. It is, uh, he didn't look good, man. Uh, Did okay. you see the looks better than clickbait when he was article drugs. from four years ago? Is that what you saw? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it? That's all? That's yeah, he looks all right. I don't know. He's fine. Okay, whatever. That's it for the Powercat Podcast. We don't look fine. I know I don't. These guys look fine. Although they were in, the, in on the big lie to me about my plans last week. Maybe I said something this week, like I'm going to Wichita and hanging out uh, with my in-laws. <laughs> and they know I'm not doing that. Like Becky's taking me to, uh, I don't know, Enid, Oklahoma to hang out. Why, why Enid, Oklahoma? I don't know. I don't know. Sucks. Once the foundation of your marriage is based on lies, uh, you, you can't trust anything. Think I'm having date night. No, it turns out there's there's 30 people at date night, including about 15 guys. Well, according to my sources, you were spending Christmas in a hotel. <laughs> oh, boy. I hope it's one with my wife. I don't know. Maybe I'm at the Super 8. I don't know. Anyhow, have safe travels. Uh, get out of town, get back, 
uh, get ready for uh, some great coverage at Go Paracat. This is, we've talked about social media having fun. We're going to have a blast once this coaching staff's in place because the way we've been able to cover K-State football is about to change dramatically. Uh, and having the biggest staff in media covering K-State sports is going to pay off big time for our subscribers. Get over to Go Paracat and subscribe if you haven't. It'll make you very happy into the new year. Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, Zach Carlson. We're here every week, uh, and we appreciate you joining us and stopping at the fridge and say hello. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.